So, welcome back to another episode of 3View. Um, I realized I didn't actually describe what 3View was in better detail in the first episode, so we're still learning that. We're still learning that. So basically, the idea of 3View is that the three of us, it happens to be three of us, so it might be more, uh, we got myself, we got Dwayne, and we got Kevin, Hello. and of course we got little Craig down here. On my screen, it's in this order, I probably going to be recorded from Dwayne's perspective, so I'm pointing at random directions. Um, so the, the idea of 3View is that, you know, I've always had this rule of uh, three episodes to a show, um, because sometimes a show has a really bad first episode, and sometimes, you know, um, you got to kind of like, you know, the first episode leaves on a cliffhanger, oh my god, good, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I always like to judge it by the first three episodes, so that's always been my rule. You know, and then of course you got people who are like, well, Ryan, what happens if you know the later episodes suck? That's that's not my problem. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, not even like joking and half joke, not joking, but like, you know, there are going to be those shows <laughs> that later episodes, you know, kind of suck. Like, and, and 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 it sucks to say that. Like, Soul Eater, you know, fell off half after that first half because they caught up to the manga and they made their own original story. It was not great. Um, in fact, actually, today's anime had a very similar problem, but the, the interesting thing was they actually knew what they were doing. Um, so, shots fired. You know, shots you fired. Always... <laughs> oh, I can fire a lot of shots, trust me. Um, uh, darling the friends. Um, so, you know, um, my, always, my, always, my always thing was always to just give the first three episodes a go. If And, you know, I... There are times where I've always given other episodes more, and I still didn't like the show. Um, going on a small tangent, uh, Dwayne always recommended me Kill a Kill. I watched the first six episodes, and I did not like it. Um, it's, it's not that it was bad. It was just, you know, I, it didn't catch my attention. Uh, the characters were neat, but, like, overall, I had no idea what was going on. So, you know, I at least gave the six episodes, but for general purposes, it's always three episodes. And if it doesn't keep my, my attention or, you know... Find I find it interesting for three episodes, and you know that's dropped. So that's the that's the about the story behind the name and the purpose of the show. Uh, will we eventually do a series review of shows? You know that's that's possible um, because you know it's hard to go off of just the first three episodes when there's multiple seasons. Um, you know, Bleach, My Hero Academia, uh, fucking. Any Gundam series, there's always at least two or three seasons per Gundam series. One piece. Um, One huh? piece. No, 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 no. One piece watch party. Here we go. We are doing a speed summary of One Piece if we ever do that. Pirates, One free, watch Navy, government, bad. There you go. That's all you need. You're caught up. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like real life. But anyway, um... So yeah, that's the purpose of uh, three view. Uh, so today's episode is uh, Trigun, uh, the original uh, version, not Stampede, but we might get to Stampede down the road. Um, I know it just recently finished, so I definitely would like to give it a try. The CG animation seems kind of interesting, but that's the story for another time. So would anyone like to make quick comments before I get started on the background? Kevin, you said this was—you've never seen Trigun before this. Yeah, that's right. What this is, is uh, my first time actually even considering watching the show. Um, 
I, uh, still surprises I've, me. I've, I know it's it's you, you think it'd be right up my alley. It's got everything that you I could love it in, in, in a show like this. It's got tons of guns, hot dames, um, a slightly spaghetti western style vibe to things. It's it's charmingly beautiful in that way, and I'm still mad that I don't give this show a shot. I'm terrible at watching things. <laughs> I'm horrible at starting to get into new ventures. Um, but I gotta say, for me getting to sit down and just watch these three episodes back to back in a day um, was uh, a very exciting experience, and it just made me want to keep going with this story. Um, so you're gonna get a pretty high well, rating out of me, but uh, I'll go ahead and <laughs> shut up for now. <laughs> Thankfully, it only has 26 episodes too, so it's not terribly hard to catch up. So I'm trying to find I'm trying to find a better setup for the the show. So I think what I'm gonna do is obviously the intro of you know what we do and you know not as detailed as it was this episode mm-hmm. but you know basically the same thing and then i'm going to describe the show this time because i think with gundam i was kind of all over the place i was like having history and then it was like oh by the way the show is about mm-hmm. this you know so trigun is essentially a futuristic western we'll say um it is on i want i don't remember if they named the planet first three episodes i don't remember um, name. so we'll we'll say it's an unnamed planet because it's definitely not earth um if i remember correctly it is not earth um there's a story point later on that explains but um it follows um it follows these two women um meryl and millie um what is it meryl strife and millie thompson is their names mm-hmm. yeah yeah and they work for the oh god i can't remember their agency the something with a b i actually thought you would have more notes on this one i i was i was assuming you would have all this down i always forget i i should have wrote it down i i have like little sparks notes it's not you know I, i forgot their um their company but they work for an insurance company where they have to um what their objective is is to try and find the man with the 60 billion yeah, yeah. 60 billion 60 dollars. billion double dollars i don't even know what double dollars are that's got to be a lot of money if it's got the double dollars like that's that's got to be like 120 billion or something it has you to know, be like, that I, sounds I expensive know. as shit <laughs> yeah. i want that's, that's the only dollars. thing that's the only thing that makes sense um they have to find this the man worth 60 billion double dollars the humanoid typhoon Vash the Stampede. Can we talk about how cool his fucking nicknames are? <laughs> They're pretty rad. Like, he gets Vash the Stampede in his name, and then he's got the nickname Human Typhoon. Like, are bro, can't top this. Um, and basically, they're they're trying to find the real Vash the Stampede to uh, hopefully not get him to destroy uh, whole towns and and hundreds of lives. Um, how well that goes, you know, you gotta kind of follow the show. Um, so the name Trigun actually, for a very fun fact, is a huge spoiler. So we're not gonna get into that. Um, are you serious? The <laughs> yes, actually, it holy is a shit, very huge spoiler. I had no idea. Um, I just thought it was I, a good ass name. Yeah, Trigun is actually a, a huge spoiler for what happens later on in the show. Um, oh, well, the series in general. Oh man! Because um, you know, in the first episode, you only see him with the one gun. It's like try gun. What? 
to try it. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. what, what's going on? Like, there are three characters. Do they all have guns that are cool? You know, like, I, I'm, I'm already kind of giving away a little bit of the stuff, and people are going to be like, what the fuck do you mean here? Um, so, Trigun was originally a manga series derived... I say derived. That's not the right word. Um, created by uh, this guy... Uh, Yasuhiro Naitao. I don't know how to say his last name. It's literally Night and Owl. So it's like Naitao, Naitao, Naitao. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I can't say his last name. Um, it was published in... It wasn't actually shown in Jump. It was published by... Oh, God. My handwriting is garbage. Uh, Takuma Shoten? Um, from April 1995 to January of 1997. Um, it was, the anime was then made in April, uh, April 1st, actually, of 1998. Um, thankfully J- Japan doesn't believe too much in the whole April 1st, uh, stuff. So, you know, people didn't watch this, but like, oh, this has got to be a huge prank. Um, it is directed by Satoshi Nishimura and produced by Shigeru, uh, Kitayama. Um, and it was part of studio madhouse so you know they had some pretty big banger animes back in the day even yeah this was their um, um their big blowout trigun and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah. shit um so the ant like i said the anime ran from april 1st 1998 and ended september 30th that same year with only 26 episodes. Um, in the U.S., we got it as part of Adult Swim in March 31st of 2003, and it ran until May 13th of 2003. Um, so, you know, pretty short-lived overall, but I mean, like they, like I said, they did the, the daily... Same thing with Gundam, honestly, when Gundam was on Toonami, is they did the... Daily showcase. The daily showings. Yeah. Um, fun fact too is that uh, the producer uh, Shigeru he actually worked on Ninja Scroll as well as the 2003 Gungrave as well. I don't know if um, I don't know if Ninja Scroll is something you want to put on your resume, but <laughs> more power hey, to you. You know, apparently it had good back animation, in the day. So <laughs> back in the day, actually, there you know it's surprising is there actually are a lot of a lot of cult followings uh, for Ninja Scroll. Shut up! <laughs> that, that, that. Get over here. Um, sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. Um, um, now, Yasuhiro, the creator of Trigun, also worked on um, a several other big name animes too, such as Penny! Penny! Get over here. I need you to shut up. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna have you sit with me. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Yeah. Where was I? Um, yes, the creator of Trigun actually worked on other big name animes shortly after this too. He actually started with this one. It was a uh, Samurai Spirits. I don't rem- I don't know that one very well. So I've heard the name. That doesn't. That doesn't mean too much to me. But maybe someone who watches like, oh my god, he worked on you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yasuhiro actually made Gungrave, which 
explains a lot of the similarities in art style. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, and this makes a whole lot of sense to me after finding this out, um, he worked on Blood Blockade Battlefront. Never heard of that one. Um, it is wonky. Okay. Um, I believe I will, it. I will, send, I will send you guys a couple of clips from that anime once we're done here. Um, he actually used, the creator actually used to sell apartments while working on manga on the side. Um, and it was actually bumming him out because he was, uh, really wanted to be a manga artist, Mm -hmm. but you know, he needed the money. So he's, he had to do more and more for the selling of apartments. And I think it was one of his friends. He was just like, well, Hey, why don't you just do manga and he made trigun and it well no he, he did the samurai spirits and then it blew up and then he made trigun and there's a whole thing with trigun the manga mm-hmm. um you know he actually switched um companies and then had to uh, more or less do a retelling of the story and that's where trigun maximum comes in mm-hmm. but that's um that's a whole other thing if we ever talk about manga we're talking about the anime the animes um so, the anime, um, the director, Satoshi, actually changed a lot of the story for the anime. Um, it actually, The anime actually, at one point, which timeline-wise makes little sense to me, but um, I guess they, uh, they, they kind of caught up or outpaced the, the manga. Mm-hmm. And so, the second half of the anime actually uh interprets a different story or an original story um and for the most part in the manga vash is the main character our our gentleman in the red coat with the blonde spiky hair Mm. uh satoshi the director actually made meryl uh the girl in the white cloak essentially the main character in the anime Mm um and the writer for the anime, um, Yosuke Kureda, um, chose not to have Vash fire a single shot until the fifth episode to create the, the this illusion that the Vash that we see on the screen is not the Vash stampede they're looking for. Because, let's be honest, he's kind of acts like an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's completely in his character, and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so, as you could probably guess, based on the style of the series, Trigun was much more popular in the West than in Japan. Um, this is due to the Western-like theme with the guns and the, you know, cowboy-esque look Mm -hmm. and everything. Um, with the Western names, you got Vash, you had Meryl, you had... Uh, Millie, you know, these weren't obviously traditional Japanese names. And it also lacked a lot of Japanese cultural cultural elements. Mm-hmm. Um, which um, actually uh, hindered its um, popularity in Japan. Um, I think it's, it's a lot more popular now. But, uh, back, yeah, back when it first came out, it really it didn't get a lot of traction. The fact that we even got the uh the anime here means that they kind of they almost banked on it because if it if it didn't if it didn't take off here we definitely would not have you know a lot of the 
uh, references and inspiration that Trigun influenced. Yeah. Um, so another fun thing, well, I can't say this was fun for me. Um, <laughs> it actually, so originally it was uh, owned, licensed, 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 owned, always confuses me. Um, it was originally licensed by Pioneer USA, which then became uh, Genian. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Genian closed in 2007, all distribution of Trigun actually ceased. And it was in 2010 that Funimation bought the rights to Trigun. Um, and then, you know, they were, they, they even came out and, you know, I'm not gonna, I can't blame them for this because they did, but they even came out on stage of some anime, um, convention and they're like, we saved Trigun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they did. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Funimation. <laughs> Holy shit. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for Funimation, we wouldn't have the ability to watch Trigun. We might not even have Trigun Stampede, honestly. We wouldn't have all this uh, other fun stuff. Yeah, around um, 2010, I believe, is when it started. A lot of the um, companies we grew up with, like Tokyo Pop and stuff like that, started going under or not having the funds to keep the RIPs. Funimation just started buying up all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, and I I bet they made a lot of bank off of a lot Some of, of it, yeah. Some of it's just kind of on their streaming service, and people like that. But, yeah, they, they bought up a bunch of stuff recently. In the last mm. 10 years. Um, another thing, too, is the anime is actually a lot lighter in its content. Because the manga was much more violent, um, gory, and had a lot more sexual themes. That's usually how it goes. Um, so, that's, I think that's another thing that kind of put a lot of the Japanese fans off at first. Um, I don't remember when the manga came out in America. It might have been later. Um, also, I have a here's a quick quiz for uh, Kevin, mostly. Dwayne, if you want to try and take a guess, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the three main characters for the English dub, I will, I will direct this to the English dub. Of the three main characters, who do you think had their breakout role for this anime? Oh. It has to. Be, it has to be the actress who plays Meryl, right? Final answer. I go with what the dog says. <laughs> okay. So, Trigun was Johnny Young Bosch's very first oh, voice actor. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> In general, Kevin. Not, not anime, not cartoon, not video games. This is his first, at least his first credited voice acting role. Is that really him? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No way, man. Holy shit. Trigun opened so many doors mm-hmm. for Johnny Young Bosch. <laughs> That's fucking now, for hilarious. Those, those for those who are watching, I actually had to convince Kevin to watch the English dub of Code Geass because he had a huge bias against uh, Johnny Young. I, I think I might have brought this up. It's nothing last crazy. Episode, but it's it's and it's and there's nothing wrong with him. Genuinely, generally, 
and unapologetically. Johnny Young, he does a great job of what he's doing. But you hear this, you hear someone in almost everything you're in, and you can pick it out, and you're like, God dang it, man. <laughs> and again, he does a good job with his characters. I just, I just joke around and say, hey, I wish, you know, somebody else would maybe get a turn. Because he's in everything. <laughs> what really ruined it for Kevin was the Akira rehab. Okay, again, he, he gets paid for what he does, and he does it well. But I appreciate and cherish the original dub more just because of how... No, there's nothing wrong, how there's different nothing wrong with And how just, different and authentic it felt. It's just fun to tease. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, like I said, uh, Trigun was Johnny Young Bosch's very first voice acting role in general. At least, like I said, to being credited. I don't know if he was in anything else prior, but um, everything, every bit of research I tried to find, it says that this was his very first role. So basically, outside of Power Rangers, there was um, a few years of. I think he had a lot of minor. Uh, acting roles here and there Mm -hmm. like live action but like i think it was just a lot of just minor minor stuff um i think no he didn't start his band until later yeah he was in a band too um and then uh you know he got he got trigun and blew up from there i mean i don't really need to even say what he you know his roles he's Ichigo from Bleach, he's Lelouch from Code Geass, he's uh, you from Persona 4 when he, de- when he gets a voice, mm-hmm. you know, he's voiced, honestly, he was my favorite uh, take on uh, Yukimura Sanada in Samurai Warriors until they stopped doing English dubs. Um, Millie and Meryl, their voice actresses for the English dub that I know of, uh, they weren't really in anything, any breakout roles. Like, they did a lot of side stuff. I think Meryl's voice actress did a couple of main characters, but I don't know any of them, like any of the animes and any of the characters that they they are. And Millie's voice actress did a lot of minor roles. Um, They actually did a lot of Gundam together, the two of them. Um... And then the same thing with their Japanese voice actresses. I don't know too much about what they did. The mm-hmm. only thing I could really find on um, Vash or you know Vash's Japanese voice is Masoya Onosaka. Mm-hmm. Onos- Onosaka. Um, the only big big role that I could recognize without having to scroll through a ton of stuff was uh, he was Don Patch in Boba Bo. That's fitting. Don't laugh. <laughs> goofball playing goofball. That's fitting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everything comes um, back to Bobo Will. <laughs> That's um, a show I wouldn't mind doing three episodes of right there. We'll, get, we'll definitely get to that. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the background of the show. Um, Dwayne, would you want to start us off since Kevin started us off last episode? Sure, I can do that. So I don't have a whole lot of detailed notes like I did with G Gundam, but this one's mostly because Trigun has a uh, has a different feel for me than it did um, than G Gundam did. So I've watched through Trigun relatively recently. It was about I think five six years ago. I finally sat through, went through all of, all the episodes. Um, 
I would suggest that one because of the whole Kevin hasn't seen it before but also in case anyone else here hasn't seen it try to stick to just the first three episodes because they're very episodic for a good while they're very episodic they're they have a structure and just like Kev said earlier it's very spaghetti western new town new faces new theme so the first episode is all about just kind of setting getting to know what the world is like what the stakes are where um everyone's looking for the 60 billion double dollar man you don't you actually don't hear this from anyone except a bunch of people in the tavern they're all talking about rumors saying oh he he's been to like three towns and caused like millions of dollars worth of destruction you he said oh man he's like this big hulking man with a giant gun no i heard he was a fucking skinny man with like the best gun in the world like it's all rumors and nothing right us being the audience not just because we have prior knowledge of it but with all the promotion and the thumbnails and the posters we know who Vash the Stampede is, but everyone in the world doesn't. So you're seeing them spin this tale of how amazing this character is, how cool this guy is, how destructive this guy is. And we get um, we get our girls, Meryl and Millie, coming in, doing the same thing, saying, hey, we're looking for, the, for this guy. He's, he's kind of a big shot, right? We, we kind of need him. And everyone's like, what, you bounty hunters just like everyone else? Like, actually, no, we need them for other reasons. And that sets them up, which is nice. It gives them something, um, it gives them a different set of stakes than the bounty hunters. The bounty hunters are out for money and for blood. So they're going to get your action through them. And through Meryl and Millie, we get our um, our more humanizing moments. And it's they, they get set up really early. It's really nice. And then the action starts. And then the character that we all know is supposed to be Vash comes out. You're sitting there waiting for it. It's like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna do the cool thing. I just saw this trailer on this old V on this other VHS, and he was he was doing cool stuff. He's gonna pose, right? He's gonna do it. Oh, the shots got him all lined up, and then he starts running around crying, pleading for his life. And <laughs> immediately, immediately, expectation shattered. Um the genre subverted you're sitting here like well if this is our protagonist what the fuck am i here for you keep going and he i have it written down he is a lovable fuck up that is what vash is you see that very early on no matter what they do they can't hit him you're thinking oh it's just blind luck and he tries to play it off as blind luck but when he actually applies himself in that episode there is more going on than than he's letting you see and it is very 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 much what i would like to say of the era because there was a couple other shows around this time here in the states that did something similar this other notable one being cowboy bebop very very episodic in nature it's got its story but it plays second fiddle to the characterizations and how they just kind of get around their their ways. I would even be willing to say that this was probably being compared to Cowboy Bebop in a lot of ways at the time. This is where Cowboy it's, Bebop... It's funny... Was... Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, it's funny you say that, actually, because the, on your first point about how he's a lovable fuck-up, mm. um, the creator actually wanted to make him 
you know, goofy, but, you know, very clearly he's skilled. He actually wanted, he's actually a pacifist. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to kill. And you find out why later on, you know, no spoilers. Um, but also, a lot of people, um, you know, do that comparison of Cowboy Bebop. And some people actually thought they were in the same universe, by all accounts. I would believe that. Um, yeah. I Unfortunately, they're not. I believe that. I but believe people believe that. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of people thought they were the same universe because mm-hmm. of how how much alike uh, Vash and uh, Spike are. Yeah. <clears throat> very, very similar in character. And the episodic nature helps with that. It very much helps with the idea of here's your character. Here's what he's supposed to be like. Watch him unfold. And so... Going off the first episode, you get some cool little inventive gadgets. They it's already it's shown really early on that it's supposed to be more futuristic, Ma, uh, Mad Max instead of Blade Runner, futuristic. We're in the spaghetti western, so we're gonna get some wild gun designs. But it's very very clear that whatever tech we're using, it's not gonna be uh, lasers and and beam swords. It's gonna be fucking giant metal boomerangs and chains so it's it's really nice and a different a really nice different pace because i think at the same time there was a lot of um sci-fi stuff popping around so gundam and stuff like that 1998 yeah yeah there was quite a bit of the sci-fi surge back then mm-hmm. i think oh i think outlaw star came out around that time too Outlaw Star is another thing we'll talk about. It was unfortunate enough to have to be compared to Cowboy Bebop, and they are two separate entities. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I know of I know of Outlaw Star, but every time I, I was watching it, I was just kept thinking to myself, like, D- does this remind me of Outlaw Star? <laughs> <laughs> Outlaw Star deserved better. Um, so. Right out the gate, uh, that opening, the opening song for Trigun is a is a fucking banger. Yes, it is. Like, Absolute I could just, banger. I could sit there and listen to that opening all day. Um, Way to get us on the edge of our seat without gives, nothing happening. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, absolutely gives everything away, though. <laughs> it gives a lot away. Like, you're like, oh, look, he he's in the scene all the time. He must be Vash. Uh, you know, look at this guy. Look at that guy. I don't know who that is, but oh man, what's going? You know, it, it, it gives it gives a lot away. Like if you actually like watch the opening, it gives a lot away. I don't look because I like the sound of the song. Um, <laughs> but then I've also seen the series, so I already know what's going on. Um, the opening scene with uh, Vash in the bar, just sitting there enjoying his drink, and he just so happens to be sitting where the sign was and it blocked all the bullets just mm. <laughs> perfect perfect Vash is probably one of my favorite characters of all time um, voice ace character design great skills just up there great character overall just fun to watch on screen mm-hmm. um, Millie let's let's talk about Millie for a little bit because you know that scene where they go into the bar trying to ask it some information the guys are all harassing him and she accidentally 
just casually drops this fucking... How, how much weight has to be put into something for it to just obliterate a table and cause it to launch into someone's face? Because that gun hit that table so hard it knocked that dude out. Yeah, I think that thing huge. weighs like a couple hundred pounds. <laughs> she is OP. Yeah. <laughs> Millie's, Millie's You cannot the best. tell me otherwise. I, I knew I knew there was a reason I liked her the moment I saw her fucking drop that thing. I was like, holy shit, I am in love. And just how just how casually she one hands it and just slings mm-hmm. it back on her arm. Um I I love the I I love the first episode. It it was it's such a good it's a it's a great opener for such a goofy little show that, you know, I, I recommend everyone watch it. Um, the when they finally got with you know when you see the big boomerang dude, um, the green mohawk mm-hmm. guy who people kept confusing for Vash. When he finally did capture the Vash that we know, and you know Millie and Meryl show up, and then that one bounty hunter dude who's got the sickest rifle I've ever seen. <laughs> You know, practical? No. No. But that thing was cool to watch to shoot. Like, yeah. you know, it just kept looping <laughs> yeah, the, the barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole mix-up of, oh, you're the real Vash. You're the real, you know, it was that Spider-Man meme, mm-hmm. you know, just. Um, I thought that one was extremely hilarious. Um, and then, of course, all of Vash's antics during the whole thing about how he's running... He's run. They don't even comment on it, but he's running per speed to those ostrich horse things. What are they called um, the Thomases? The Thompsons? Thomas? I think they're Thomases. Were they called the Thomases? I think so. I think they're yeah, Thomas. I, I don't remember yeah. the names at all. Up. They were in like one episode. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Um, the fact that he was just casually keeping up with his arms tied behind his back and still just eating the donuts that they had, you know. Like, first off, I'd have, I'd have been looking. I'm like, wait a minute, who, what, what, what's going on here? You know, um, but just all of his antics, just always, it had me laughing the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love, I love the first episode. I love the opening. I love the intro. I love, I love the characters. They're, there really, to me, there really wasn't any major faults with the opening episode. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could think of was the fact that the intro did show a lot of things that made, like, would have made you, if you paid attention, like, oh, what's going on? But you know, a lot of, a lot of kids watch it, even if it was on Adult Swim. A lot of kids would watch it, and like, you know, they wouldn't pay attention. They just see cool guy with cool gun um, that never fired a single shot. <laughs> and yet still end up winning by, you know, like you like you said the dumb luck. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just just overall just a great great solid first episode. Um honestly, if we were if we were called one view, that would have been that would have been an eighth one right there, <laughs> you know. Um if I could make one change with the first episode, I would um probably employ the tactics that a lot of the newer shows have been doing and that's where the first episode shows its opening as the end credit sequence at the mm. end yeah yeah no that just jump right that, into it that's 
that's always a great uh, thing that I, I love that the new animes are doing that nowadays. And, you know, different times. Because yeah. um, <clears throat> Cowboy Bebop did the same thing, and they didn't even introduce half the characters nope. <laughs> uh, until, like, way later. That's true. Which, sm- small tangent, um, when I was a kid, I never understood that when it was Ed's turn to be on screen, that she was upside down. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just some dude with, like, the biggest mustache-beard combo. I'm like, when does he show up? That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. He never, sh- he never showed up. I, right. I didn't know where he was. Like, like... He got shot down. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he got shot down. It's fine. It worked itself. Um, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Ed oh did not translate very well in that live action. Um, still ain't seen it. Still episode. not gonna see it. <laughs> you know, credit credit to the actors, and I feel bad because they did put a lot of heart into the show. Uh, no, it was not good. Um, yeah, <laughs> would I would I have given them a chance of a second season? Maybe. You know, maybe. I mean, apparently there's... the best. Apparently, the best parts of those live action of the live action one was just. If when it starts up and they're just shooting the shit and talking about goddamn nothing was the best parts, and then when they try to do the story stuff is when it falls apart. Yeah, um, I think they should have tried to do like an original story, but they I think they tried to go with what the anime was going. But that's a that's a story for another time. Maybe that'll be one episode we do a three view on. I don't know. Um, Maybe there's not a whole lot of them. True. True. Um, so going on to the second episode, um, I'll open up and then Kevin, you can take the third episode to start. Um, girls are absolutely fucking stupid. Um, you know, the fact that, the fact that they still, after all that, they're like, oh, that's, there's no way he's Vash's stampede. And literally Millie even like starts calling him, oh, hey, Mr. Vash. It's like, come on. Um... This episode really didn't, you know, I'm going to say it right out the gate. second episode was kind of weak. Um, out of the three, yeah. It's the weakest of the three. It it gave you some decent world building. It gave you, you know, a little bit more idea of what kind of person our Vash is. Mm-hmm. But it was, just, it was just weak. Like, hell, my notes are just four words, really. Um... You know, it was like it was. It was not a bad episode, but it didn't tell anything unique. It didn't, you know, it didn't introduce any major reoccurring characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just. It was one of those, you know, epi- town of the week, you know, runoffs or whatever. Um, I thought it was super cool when Millie pulled out the jacket guns. That was crazy with all with all the little pistols that she, or not really uh, Meryl has with all of her little pistols going on, um, <laughs> little freaking firecracker that what she is yeah, um, and then of course uh, the the one female character that was introduced uh, Marianne I you know I think she's got good taste for seeing what Vash really is at the very end obviously he's. You know, he's a bit of a, of a womanizer, which doesn't age very well in nowadays standards. Um, they usually don't. 
but you know he he had a very genuine heart on getting things solved and you know he's always trying to make sure people come out of things alive i mean i mean he does he doesn't even he, he tries his best to not even kill the bad guys so it's like you know he, the fact that she sees it and the, the our two main characters don't it's just like you dumb motherfuckers just <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like i said of the of the three uh episode two is definitely the weakest in my opinion um but it was still it was still a fun episode to watch. So, I um I don't have a whole lot to say on episode two because of that reason. But I think what it was designed for, I think it succeeded. It's just given us more uh, interactions between the girls and, and Vash. They were on screen together more this time around. You got to see them work off each other. You got to see a little bit more of how the girls act and think, and you got to see more how Vash acts and think. And just having them play off each other, I think, was the goal of this episode. It, it wasn't the best one out of the three, but it definitely, I think it, it did what it was designed for. Kevin? Any uh, opinions, or do you <laughs> want to jump to the next episode? Uh, honestly, I thought the um, second one had a pretty fun little adventure going on for it. I can, I can go ahead and agree with you guys and say out of the three that we got to watch... Uh, it does feel the most kind of humdrum. Like, yeah, it's an adventure, but we also kind of know where this is going. Rich guy has a thing that everybody wants. Rich guy gonna lose it by the end. And in the end, everyone was happy and it all worked out. Kind of. They did end up flooding the town. Uh, so very gray area win there. Very gray but area. But yeah, no. Fair. We can jump into, uh, into episode three. It's fresh in my mind because I literally just got done watching all these. I think episode um, <laughs> three is the strongest out of these three, anyway. Oh yeah, I, I I can say for a fact that at least for me personally, every episode continually gets better, and we get mm-hmm. to enjoy a lot more of these characters. Getting just anything we get to do where we actually get to be like involved in some wordplay in uh, Vash's antics are fucking just incredible and just fun to do. Uh, the drunk guy uh, side plot in this one. Uh, and the whole thing about the gunsmith was super, super fun. And the drunk guy made me so irritated to the <laughs> point where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to have a beer tonight. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Something about him made me just not want any alcohol, period. That's fair. It's hard to it's but, hard to want some when you watch a man that's drunk 24 fucking 7. Wakes uh, up I have drunk to, I don't to know. go buy more drunk. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have already... I'm not going to lie. I'm spacing out. I'm so tired. But, um... No, you're good. I don't know if you guys already discussed it yet, but I just love how much variety we're getting out of every single, like, nemesis for Vash that gets uh, deployed on every episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I've, every single absolutely. guy and crew has their shtick, their look, their motto, and their swagger. And it's just so fucking tight. I love... It's my favorite thing about these, like spaghetti western style shows that you always get these kooky maniacal uh maniacal looking dudes to just uh come in and like throw some terror down the way um you know with the third episode we don't we don't you don't get a lot out of them this time around but the uh the guys that we do get are super silly uh main character bad guy dude has a freaking two pistols that also act like 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 lighters 
which was mm-hmm. ridiculous, <laughs> and it was so kooky. And I'm like, man, why have I never thought about that? That's fun. And later <laughs> on, he, we don't even get guns. to see him. We don't even get to see him use those things. He just pulls out this great old super Gatling gun that comes mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This show is specifically for you, Kev, because you love designing your different guns and stuff. Oh, you're absolutely. gonna get a lot of ideas because that's not even the craziest one that comes into play. And, and that's oh, insane God, to me because we've seen some kooky, kooky stuff already. Mm-hmm. Light, light, light spoiler, but I can't wait till we get to the saxophone episode. <laughs> this is just yeah. a really fun show. Um, that third episode is just a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting to unravel the mystery of the, the legendary gunsmith man and the reasons why he does what he does was... Uh, very very cool and 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 I like that we get some more mystery out of this show. I hope we get more cool reveals like that as we as we continue watching. Mm-hmm. Very um, uh, very heartbreaking when you find out what was going on too. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, poor guy. I I would be crushed and wouldn't want to do anything for anybody ever again after that either. It's like it's like you said when you first see him, you're like, "Man, this guy's just an awful person, like an awful drunk. I don't want to drink anything." And then by the end of the episode, I'm like, "Beer to you, man!" You know, just like, <laughs> like I mean, because like think about it. He, he he wanted to help defend the town, so he made everyone guns without charging anyone for it. And then one of those guns gets used to kill his wife and child. Like that's yeah, I'd probably stop doing whatever I was doing too, honestly. <laughs> like. Um, that allegory gets used an awful lot it's it's a very common story thread especially for um when you're trying to tell a story about war and anti-war and stuff like that it's always a hey we're gonna do this to arm ourselves oh no the thing we did to arm ourselves is starting to harm ourselves and it's always like a cyclical thing to kind of like get you going but they the message in this one is all it is really nice instead of it being guns are bad or war is bad or you have to fight to defend yourself or whatnot it's yeah it you could make things worse but it's better to try to to protect the things that you want to protect instead of let someone just take it 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 it's got a really really good message with that yeah mm-hmm. um <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, one thing, too, the absolute disrespect Vash had with that boot knife. Yeah. Like, he just, oh. just he just like, oh, man. Oh, you, look, you got a flat. Out. That sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, real talk. I was not expecting that boot knife at all. I was like, that that's not this guy's repertoire. What the hell? I can't remember <laughs> if that ever comes back, but it's great it that does. it's there. It does. It okay. comes. It comes. At least one other episode, it comes back. I would have been um. so happy if that was the only time we saw him do that thing. <laughs> like the writers were just like, "We gotta get this guy a flat tire. What do we do? Uh, uh put knife, put knife. <laughs> fucking pull it out of his ass." <laughs> oh, Kevin, just wait till you see a uh, Wolfwood. Then you'll then you can get your kicks out of stuff that happens that should just like one offs. <laughs> um, and then when everyone in the town just started pulling out guns and aiming it at this dude, 
Like the hell yeah, dude. Know, the guy who's trying to pretend to be Vash. It's just I was like, bro, everyone's pulling out the straps. Oh, jeez. You know what they say? It takes a village to kill one man. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So overall, I think I you know even just. Just like G Gundam, I mean, just watching the first three episodes makes me want to rewatch the entire show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, it's funny is I actually did that only a couple of years ago. I, I was like three or four years ago, I went through all of Trigun because I love I love that show. Um, so I definitely, you know, I would definitely hi- highly recommend anyone who hasn't seen it um to definitely go watch it you know it's it's one of those it's one of those timeless classics Mm -hmm. and you know like i was saying with the whole background of it is western audiences actually saved that series it's one of the very few anime where it thrived more in the west than it did in japan Mm -hmm. um and it it you know, there's very good reason for it. It's got great story. Hell, um, I can't remember the name or who he writes for, but this one, you know, one big name critic at the time um, for, like, movies and TV shows and stuff gave it extre- an extremely high review, mm-hmm. saying that, um, you know, yes, it's got its goofy, campy moments here and there, but it tells such a great story that it's worth it's worth it if even if that's not your cup of tea um so yeah i i definitely i would definitely always recommend this anime to anybody um and i you know kevin i'm glad that you finally watched it you know i it's it you know like i said at the beginning it still surprises me that you've never seen it but i'm i'm glad we finally got a reason to have you watch it and i do hope even if it takes you a while i do hope you end up finishing it Oh, dude, I'm so into it right now. I was like, <laughs> I, I just finished. We looked at the time and I was like, oh, man, let's hurry up and get this over with so I can go ahead and watch some more. I'm so ready to watch more. That's not a shining endorsement. I don't know what is. I mean, genuinely, dude, guys, seriously, this is why this is a fun show for us. We get to watch uh, three episodes of some show and then we're like, oh, cool, let's watch more. <laughs> and I think um, it's a very... I watched the first episode in Japanese today just to kind of do a little small comparison and the voice acting is good in both versions but there's an extra charm with the English dub. It might be nostalgia, it might be cuz it's what I'm used to, but there's an extra charm with the with the English dub that I think is lost on with the Japanese yeah. one. I I will say I will say that I think Trigun is one of those very few and, you know, I try not to be one of those, oh, subs is better than dubs, but mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it kind of is to me. Um, I will say Trigun is one of those very few where the du- the English dub is just far superior. It's very um, solid. You know, there's very few anime I can say that for. Uh, Trigun, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Code Geass for me personally, Those those are some of the big ones that, you know, I think the the English dub is better than the the subtitle one. Um, any other final little notes before we do our spin to win? 
Uh, yeah, I do have something, actually. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, we didn't do this last time, but, uh, I wanted to go ahead and bring up, where did you guys watch, uh, um... Stamp, uh, fuck, I can't remember the name. There, sorry, <laughs> lost my train of thought there. Super hard. Uh, where did you guys watch Trigun at? And where can we recommend others um, to do the same? I personally watched it on Crunchyroll. Um, you know, yes, I know that Crunchyroll's still going through a lot of the, you know, um, I, I'm not controversy, but I know it's got gets a lot of heat and stuff for how they handle certain things. But yeah, there's, there's a little controversy going with with Crunchyroll right now. Okay, see, so yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not too aware, um, and I'm I don't want to get too into that. But oh no, Crunchyroll Crunchyroll for me is just it's cheap ish. You know, it's like eight dollars a month. You know, there could definitely be worse. I mean, look at Hulu and Netflix. Um, I think is is Trigun on Netflix too still, or did they take finally take that off. So I was going to chime in with my end. Um, it's not on Netflix, but um, it is the English dub is on Hulu and uh, with Crunchyroll and it's and it's and it's uh, it's controversies. You know, all of these are always going to be up to discretion viewer uh, up to however you do it. But the official way to find these would be Crunchyroll. It's got both the dub and the sub. It's also got the, uh, I believe it's the movie, the Maximum is the movie. Yeah, the, the OVA, uh, or OVA Badlands. Yeah, Badlands. Badlands. That's what yeah. it is. So it's got that on there all in one spot for you um, to officially watch. But if you don't want to contribute to Crunchyroll, it is the English dub at the very least is on Hulu. Um, and I know with my niece and nephew, I've got um, the Disney bundle. So... I think that's it's about fifteen a month, and you get Disney, ESPN Plus, and um, Hulu on it. So it it's it's a way to get to it. It's an alternative way to get to it. Nice, simple, easy. I personally will not. I mean, I you know I'm not gonna say I don't get it. I just don't personally, you know, condone pirating. But there are you know. A number of sites on there too so that's always an option but yes how i watched it was crunchyroll i went through i went through hulu myself that was the first time i went through it as well i went through it through hulu that's also where i watched it as it was recommended by the homies um <laughs> i just looked online you can obviously uh if you end up really liking the show there are multiple ways to now have access to the show to have it just at home. So there's always supporting the official release if you actually end up wanting to keep it forever. Uh, which is what I did with G Gundam. So there's always an option for that. Um, mm. Prices don't seem too crazy. I might, I might buy them. Um, so might you, buy the you might actually you know, <laughs> want to come up and do that if you end up enjoying the show. So those are all your options for what you want to do later on down the line. All right. So, spin with to that win. being said, yeah, spin to win. So, I actually switched out uh, one of them. Um, let's see if I can pull this in here. Um, Don't forget to mute your mic when you do it. Yes, I'm going to mute my mic this time. <laughs> no, so, I want to hear the clickety-clack. <laughs> so, I actually switched out to your eternity for this other one that I, I, 
I haven't watched it, but it's been popping up a lot. It's a high card. I don't. I really don't know what this one's about. Um, but I left okay. Buddy Daddy's on there. Uh, Blue Lock. Um, Witch of Mercury, especially because I think it's this weekend that season two of Witch of Gundam Witch of Mercury starts. Um, so there's that. And then I also, you know, obviously replaced it, replaced Trigun with a uh, Ningen Fushin, which is this one about how four down and out characters from a thing have to party up. So we got a couple of other options, but starting next week, there are actually going to be a bunch of different ones because. No, not, not next week. Well, yeah, next week's spin will be a, a couple of new ones because by that time, a lot of the newer anime that are coming out this season should have their third episode. And, you know, I would like to... Obviously, we got a lot of weeks um, to do all these different shows. Um, whether we get to all of them, you know, that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But... Each anime season, I would like to at least try to get a few of the brand new stuff. So that's what we'll do at least for a couple of spins. And then I'll start throwing back on, you know, recommendations and, you know, some older titles just so we can go through those goes as mm-hmm. well. Because um, like I said in the last episode of our show is that, you know, if, you know, if you watch an older show, maybe you don't remember the show well enough and maybe, you know, maybe... Um, maybe you don't remember it, and maybe it's not as good as you remember it. I mean, I don't remember. Do you guys remember if I brought my example of Dragon Ball GT into the into the thing? I don't remember if you brought it up, but GT is a whole other beast. If we ever get into okay. the Dragon Ball stuff, I got some I, stories for you. I will defend GT. I don't care. GT um, has a GT lot of good was, stuff in GT it. GT was fun. Uh, Super Saiyan Four is the best design I've ever seen. Uh, Four is great. God and God Blue uh, don't compare. Um, the reason I bring that up, right, is I think I was telling Kevin about it actually a couple of years ago. Um, I was I was hyping up GT. I'm like, man, you know, I love GT because there was this one part where you know Goku or Gohan hadn't fought for a long time, and then he just shows up, and starts beating on people, and I went and found the clip, and he got his ass beat. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember this for the life of me. <laughs> Like, oh, like yeah, I want to go see Gohan beat the crap out of a bunch of people. He got his shit rocked. And that happens more often than you think, believe it or not. <laughs> and it's so disrespectful too. Like that's why he got his so own movie. Disres- oh, such a good movie. I haven't oh, seen I love it yet. Movie. Really? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, dude, oh, man. we gotta go watch it, you and I, man. <laughs> you, we, you got, you're, you're gonna freaking love that shit, dude. That's what I hear. Was it was it a great story, but like it was a great watch. Oh <laughs> man, so are. worth it. So anyway, to the spin. Are you guys sure you don't want me to mute? I mean, you I do whatever. No, no, I'm kidding, man. dude. You do what you I want. You want to balls. You do whatever. <laughs> okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mute because last I I think last time it was so loud and sharp that it didn't even pick it up in the recording. I think it auto muted. There's a there's a built-in yeah. feature for that. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just gonna. Oh god, I don't want to mute Discord, but then it still pops up in Audacity. But oh well, don't worry happens, about it. it don't worry about it. 
A lot of peep. What's okay, that? What do we get? Like, I might have to fix my spin because this is the second time it landed on a red. Um, so this would be. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to. I, I kind of want to just like. Oh no! It landed on yellow because I want to watch Gundam <laughs> Mercury again. Um, but so this one is the Ningen Fushin. Um, I will find you guys the because that's not even the full name. Um, <laughs> but I will. Oh, I will shit. find. I will. Yeah. I will get you guys uh, which anime that is. I think, Dwayne, you might know which one it is. It's the one where it's got the dragon girl and the little blonde witch lady. And the what drunk the priest. fuck is this? Yeah, see? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I think um, when I hopped on Crunchyroll earlier, I think I passed by the thumbnail for this and, was, and said the exact same thing. <laughs> Alright, well, this will be an interesting watch. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> I, so, like I said, aside from aside from Gundam, I haven't seen any of these. I mean, I know a lot what happens with Buddy Daddies, but like a lot of these, I haven't even seen yet. So mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be kind of new for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figured, yeah, since so, you're getting in the swing of things, Kevin, I will start building our mini lists for you to put on your thing, so you don't have to have arrows each time. Oh, I mean, it's all good, bro. I don't. I also, you know. How if we however we want to do it that I think I think the more we have the better but at the same time you know I know the the arrows just kind of make it easier because then it's just the list of five. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, whatever you guys want to add, the recommendation like your recommendations or your suggestions, I definitely would appreciate it because then that gives us um, more variety and variety is the spice of life. Uh, likes spice of life. Uh, I'm going to try this Pepsi Peeps before we leave. Oh, that's um, how we're ending this. Yeah, this is how we're ending this tonight. That's how we're ending this? Um, With on, I thought you were going to do Dude, I hella forgot about that. I thought you were going to do that before we even started recording. I completely no. forgot all about that. <laughs> nope. So, um, for any viewers out there, um, my a dumb thing that I have, um, and I'm not going to get too into detail, um, whenever I see an exotic, and I, I stress exotic um whenever i see um a different flavored drink you know like uh mango pepsi which really wasn't that bad um i think the salted caramel pepsi was some of the best uh, drink that sounds I've ever had. fucking disgusting it was amazing Dwayne. and if i could ever find a bottle i'm having you try it Ugh. um stop stop being lame um <laughs> You know, I've, I've I've even tried, and this is this was a bad one for me. I I tried, you know, I tried the uh, the Fireball, or not the Fireball Mountain Dew. That, I tried the Fire Pepsi. That was basically just shitty Fireball. Um, I tried the the Hot Cheetos Mountain Dew. Oh boy! Yikes! That. that was that was a drink. That was uh. a drink that I've ever drank. Um. The drinkiest drink was, I ever drunk. It was uh, it was it was bad. Um, that's mm. putting it lightly, mm-hmm. uh, because you know it, was, it wasn't even hot, but it had it had something that stuck to the back of your throat, Ugh. and then when you try to swallow, you're like, <laughs> oh god, uh. it, was, it was not a fun experience. Um, you know, I tried I tried the Mountain Dew. A lot of the issues I have with, is with Mountain Dew. Um, I tried the Mountain Dew Ginger Snapped, which was the gingerbread themed Mountain Dew, and that basically just was just dish soap. They just threw dish soap and put carbonation in it and gave it a, gave it a bottle. 
so so this one is like I said it's uh the Pepsi Peeps uh, artificial marshmallow fucking Christ so, <laughs> I'm gonna so... I'm probably you got your I'm bucket probably ready? gonna hate it. You got your bucket ready? It even smells bad. Jesus Christ. It smells like... It smells like get, shampoo. Get all that sugar in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Verdict says... Eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a marshmallow. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I think I psyched myself out at first, and I I thought I tasted something at first that made me gag, so I didn't you know I didn't spit out all over camera. But uh, it didn't really have a it didn't really have a flavor. That's disappointing. Um, the smell yeah. was off putting. The smell was off putting, but the flavor was kind of kind of mellow. And if there's some weird clash with the there's, sugar and carbonation, it probably is. Yeah, there is a a, a slight aftertaste. It's not neither. It's neither good nor bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so there we go. Pepsi Peeps. I don't recommend it. Um, so we're gonna just if have you like Ryan's soda corner at the end of each podcast. Now is that what's going? <laughs> on? I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna do. I don't know if we're gonna do it every episode because uh, that's. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have, if I if I were to do that, I'd have to go out and find all kinds of different flavors. And some of the flavors they don't even make anymore. Um, I'm just gonna start grabbing random drinks at Bevmo. Be like, I oh yeah, this is a go to the world market, I, <laughs> Trader Joe's. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't, you know, not to extend our time too much, but I wouldn't mind having some kind of segment at the very end that's unrelated to the show. I think it'd be fun. We could. <laughs> we could show Kevin. We could show Kevin's. Uh, art once in a minute or you know we can do the soda or you know some Dwayne you can find some thing from your cons I don't, I, don't, I have no idea um, <laughs> probably find some foreign candy there you know I'll probably give that a go <laughs> if it's ever something that uh that needs to be tested but like taste tested but you guys don't want to do it I'm always down to die Maybe I'll of get course a you're always down or something. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, you know, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our second episode, and you know, have a good night. <laughs>